Hello and welcome back to series two of the Why I Knit podcast. My name is Dr Mia Hobbs and I'm a clinical psychologist who's passionate about knitting and its benefits for our mental well-being. Each episode I interview a different knitter about why they knit and how it benefits their mental health. This week on the podcast I'm joined by Casey Bernard who co-presents the Very Pink Knits podcast along with Stacey Perry. Hi, Casey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I always start the podcast with asking where your relationship with knitting began. Where did yours start? Um, well, I've been thinking about this since you sent me the questions. I, uh, I was in graduate school in my mid-20s and then I finished and suddenly I was like, I have all this free time. And so I, you know, I've always dabbled in some kind of crafty thing and I started like cross-stitching and I don't know what else I was doing. And then I started with crocheting because I knew the basic crochet chain from when I was a little kid. Um, And then I was looking at patterns and looking at things. And I was like, I really don't, I wanted, I had like knitting envy. I often say, because I like the finished product of knitting versus crochet. And so it came after graduate school, it came to be a thing that I could do and something that I could pick up and put down. Um, I have a tendency to fall asleep if I'm watching TV. So I do that if I'm not knitting. Yeah, exactly. So it was a thing because my husband would get so mad. He would say, you've watched the beginnings of so many great movies. (laughs) And so, yeah, so knitting kept me awake on the couch. And then it just, you know, got to be a thing where now it's just part of my life. Yeah. And did you teach yourself? Yeah, so this was pre-YouTube. So yeah, same. I also learned pre-YouTube from a what well, my mum taught me. But um, yeah, when you had problems, it was harder. You can't just yeah. look stuff up. Yeah, and it took a while for me to figure out which like schematic of in a book worked better for me. Mm. And I found like there were some that showed hands and some that didn't show hands. And okay. I think I, when I saw the hands in it, it helped. And then my mom had knit in the past. But now I've gotten her into it again. And she's like more obsessed with it than I am. So she was there to help me, but it took her a while to kind of get going with it too. Um, But yeah, I just pretty much taught myself through books. And then it it was kind of around the time of uh, Stitch and Bitch, that book came out. Oh, yeah. It was like early 2000s. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. And then, then I started taking, I took a couple classes at the local yarn shop and that's where I met Stacey Perry so okay and you guys obviously host the very pink um podcast together yeah okay so you met her through knitting you weren't Mm -hmm. she didn't teach you okay yeah and what were the what the kind of things were you knitting at the beginning um I think I was knitting scarves um (laughs) I know I crochet so the reason I switched and I like knitting more than crochet is you can keep track of the stitches Mm. because I knit this or I crocheted a scarf that was just like wonky because I kept losing track of the number of stitches oh yeah and so um once I found knitting and I was like oh it's all there on the needle I can keep track a little better um I think I was knitting like you know my friends were starting to have babies so I was making baby things um I was making I never really enjoyed making scarves that much I have a few that I've made but I just they just take too long I find them tedious and then I soon started doing weird stuff like a bikini. <laughs> for my- How did that go? 
<laughs> it turned out really small and I gave it to my sister-in-law who's really skinny. <laughs> and do, is it like usable in water? Well, it's kind of like, you know, like the seventies crocheted kind yeah. of thing. I always um, just felt like the it, it would just stretch the minute it yeah. got wet and that would not like work it well was, <laughs> for me. It was that uh, it's, it's some yarn that has elastic in it. Okay. So it kind of holds its shape. It's cotton okay. with elastic instead. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's not like alpaca, then it's just going to hit the floor it's not, as soon as you get it out of the water. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're really supposed to swim in it. Maybe like... No, it's more for like it. hanging mm-hmm. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And why do you still knit? Like, I'm, I guess one of the reasons I contacted you, because I'm really interested from listening to your podcast, um, the conversations that you and Stacey have about process versus project knitter. Mm-hmm. And I think you're you're both quite different ends of the spectrum, maybe yeah Matt and yeah and I've always wondered Stacy seems to think um that she loves knitting and is a process knitter and that all it's almost like all knitting is equal mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas you seem yeah. to be more of a somebody who gets bored <laughs> like you said you don't like knitting scarves I don't know yeah. why do you still knit what is it about knitting for you I mean, I love the finished project obviously um and I think we've talked about this before that I feel like my knitting time is a little bit more limited because I don't have as much free time as she, not free time, but she has her own day. She's, you know, single, doesn't have kids. She's got the dogs and the business to run, but yeah. you know, I, I have kids, I have a job, I have to cook for everybody. And so I feel like my time is limited. So I want to like accomplish something, yeah, uh, which may make me more project oriented. I'm also just a project oriented person. I think in my job, I work on projects and yeah. I like finishing a thing. I could never, I was just talking about this with my son last night. Like I could never have a job where I think about one thing for like 30 years and I'm focused on that one topic. I need some variety. I just love, I mean, like knitting is relaxing to me. Even if I, even if I'm like working, I'm working on a hat right now that is taking me so long because I just haven't had the energy and I'll sit down at the end of the day and I'll start knitting it and I fall asleep because or I'm watching TV and I'm falling asleep because I've just been really busy, but sometimes when I'm in the morning getting dressed, my husband will find me standing at the bed, like just knitting a rope real quick. Cause it just kind of like centers me. I just enjoy, you know, the rhythm of having that, that project going. And do, would you knit every day? I would, if I had more time, but yeah, yeah I, I do at least a little tiny bit usually, even if it's one row. Mm. And you said you feel like it kind of centers you or yeah. um, I don't know if you said it makes you feel yeah. calmer. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like it gives you other things in terms of benefiting your kind of mental well-being? Yeah, I'm not a good meditator. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of shuts everything out, I guess. And I can just kind of focus on this thing. And, and I just love having... The, t- the tactile input too yeah in hands and um yeah I like having a finished project even if I don't even if I don't keep it I think about who I'm going to give it to and um just allows my mind to kind of like work through things I'm working on while I'm working on my knitting and do you feel like the finished product um benefits you the experience of giving it to someone or like when you wear it if someone says oh did you make your sweater or oh for sure 
Yeah. I get really excited. Just like I just pulled out, I made a Christmas sweater that has a Christmas tree on it. And I'm like, oh, I need to wear my Christmas sweater. <laughs> it's like yeah. the week I get to wear this. Yeah. Um, and now living in Maine, I definitely get benefits from wearing, having all the hats and scarves that I have made or cowls. Um, yeah. As opposed to Texas where you were before. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I knit some gloves for myself last year and they really are better than store-bought gloves. Like they're warmer they're just they're just better for sure okay so you're enjoying that aspect of it does it matter what you knit does that make a difference like yeah does it make I a mean, difference what the stitch pattern is or the color or I have a tendency to buy the same color um I buy lots of I find that I've knit multiple things that look just like the other thing I knit do you um, think I find I have phases of that like in the moment I'd say I'm in a like wine red face <laughs> and I'm probably influenced by you know the season and yeah then I have other times when I'm like oh everything all of my projects are teal I've just bought yeah. more yarn and that's how I've or does it is it going phases like that or is it like overall yeah. you tend to knit one color more than others I tend to do purples and greens and then mm-hmm. I'll be like I am not buying more purple yarn okay um I really like black but black is so hard to knit with because it's hard yeah. to see I'm working on a sweater right now that's like a gray mar like a it's not variegated it's kind of a mixed black and gray mm-hmm. um yeah and so you know I've been trying to expand but this last year or so I've been trying really hard not to buy yarn because mm. I have so much I've bought so much yarn or I've received yarn as a gift and I'm just so behind in my production this year okay <laughs> I don't want to buy anymore um and the stitch pattern does that make a difference no I like I like to mix it up. Like I like to do some color work or I like to do some lace. Like Stacy actually last Christmas bought me a sweater pattern and a sweater and the yarn for it. That's got a little bit of like pattern textured stitch pattern. And then it's got some color work in it. So it's kind of like a mixture of both. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, I like to just sit and knit stockinette. I really mm-hmm. don't like garter stitch. You don't. Much. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter necessarily I will probably not take on like a super complicated lace pattern anytime if I know that I don't have the time to focus on it sure and do you have different products projects for different kind of occasions like if you're I don't know sitting waiting for a kid to do sports or (laughs) right yeah I usually have a pair of socks that and I don't really like patterned socks like I like this stripe self-striping yarn okay I've knit a couple pairs of socks that have like lace pattern in it and I don't really enjoy that like I like my socks to be simple um and I even really have gotten to where I only want to do one kind of heel and toe so I usually have like a simple thing like a sock that I can just like carry around that small or just get that done when I don't have focus but I do want to knit something that I just need to get a row in Mm -hmm. um and then I'll usually have something that's got a little more something to it more happen to it okay but yeah I usually have at least four projects going on and one may sit for months before I pick it up again you said you gravitate towards the same colors does it make a difference like I suppose I have times when I think oh I want to knit some bright color because I feel like it gives me a little boost to my mood that day Mm. or something does it make a difference when you're working on it or is are you thinking more about no I want to wear that purple sweater or whatever it is Yeah, so I have this sweater that I'm working on. It's like a navy blue base and it has like a bright, like a gold and then a magenta color pattern. And when I'm knitting that, I'm like, oh, I love these colors so much. 
yeah. and it does make me want to work with it a little bit more. And you mm-hmm. get excited. Like I love this, like the self-striping yarns, the color changes. And so it gets kind of like exciting to switch to the other color. Yeah. So that keeps your kind of interest going. Is knitting ever unhelpful for your mental health? Um, sometimes when I feel like I have too many projects going on and like I feel a sense of dread, not dread, but like, like I feel like it's just another thing on my list. Um, like right now I've been trying to like make some hats using, I have a little knitting machine mm-hmm. and I made some hats. My friend has a shop here in town and she asked me to make a few hats and it was like enjoyable, but at the same time it felt like a chore. Like I would never want to do it for a job. I would never try to sell my stuff because no. I don't enjoy that feeling of having to get it done. Yeah. So were they like shop samples? Yeah. No, they were just like, I just made like six or eight little hats that you can make on the little crank machine. Yeah. Yeah. So then it felt like pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Or, you know, if you feel like you, I, I made a hat for a friend that we went to dinner with the other day and the dog ate it. <laughs> Your dog. Yeah, right before we oh, left. No. He just like grabbed it and pulled on it. And so it kind of ruined it. So I was like, you know, when you're making something for somebody as a gift for a specific day, it was just like that kind of same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm not great with deadline. Yeah. Meeting. Yeah. I think I couldn't also do it as a job. No. I think it would reduce the enjoyment. Yeah. yeah sure. And it wouldn't be relaxing. Yeah. Right. And do you give much of, are you gifting a lot of the things you make or mainly for yourself? No, I mean, sometimes I'll like knit something and maybe the socks come out a little too big. I'll give them to a friend or while I'm knitting this hat that I'm working on, that's taking forever. I'm thinking about giving it to a friend just, mm-hmm. just because I have a lot of hats and I thought she might like a hat. So. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but not like I'd knit for my husband. I'll knit for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my, um, my son wants a scarf, so I'm going to use my machine to make him a scarf. So um, they're still good recipients of knitted gifts. I recognize the need for it. So. Oh, yeah. Now that you're living somewhere cold. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> okay. I wanted, Casey, if you could tell me about a significant knitting project. Significant in what way? Like Any way. So just like a, I don't know, it could be, I don't know, some people have spoken about something they were knitting at a specific time in their life or I don't know it could be when you mastered some certain skill or it could be the first thing you ever made or a complete disaster I don't know it could be anything <laughs> <laughs> well I when I think about the sweater that I made I bought this mohair yarn this is when I was a new knitter beautiful mohair yarn and there was a pattern in inter- interweave knits and I didn't really obviously understand gauge um and so <laughs> it turned out like I had like a f- extra 12 inches of fabric on my sleeves. It was just like, it was this pillowy, lovely thing. And I worked so hard on it. It was huge, but yeah. and I got the shaping right and everything, but it was just, yeah, it was gigantic. So it really like was a lesson to me <laughs> how to do that properly. Yeah. Um, and then what became of it? Mo has also horrendous to rip back, isn't it? I know. I know. Yeah. I, think I uh, gave it to Goodwill to the charity shops <laughs> so hopefully somebody found it and yeah just love them. Um, I'm sure they are yeah and mm-hmm. uh, but I do think a lot about I have this purse that I made that was um, pretty intricate uh, in Tarja mm-hmm. and then it was felted 
And I just really love it. I forget about it every once in a while and then I'll find it. And I'm like, this is gorgeous, a gorgeous design. It's got like a big flower on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just remember that was a complicated piece and I stuck with it and made a nice little thing out of it. Mm-hmm. So. And you still have it. Mm-hmm. Did you make it a while ago? Oh yeah, it's been probably 10 plus years. Yeah, that's great. Um, I also normally ask about a knitting high and a knitting low. <laughs> they could be like events that have to be projects um, yeah I just I um I mean a knitting low is when I've worked so hard on something and then it comes out and it's just not doesn't fit right or doesn't look the way you wanted it to look mm. a specific thing that I don't know but um hi I've just knit last year I finished a sweater that's like got rain it's like this rainbow variegated yarn mm-hmm. as super basic sweater it's just a pullover but it's like a sweatshirt cozy it's just it makes me happy every time I put it on I I purposely knit it knowing that in the dark winter days here I would be like I need some happy rainbow in my life and so this rainbow sweater just it's cozy and I every time I put it on I'm like I need to make another sweater like this because it's so comfortable Mm. is it quite a thick yarn no, it's DK. Okay. And it's really, it's really soft and it's just, it fits me perfectly. And it's just, it just fit the bill, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's something that makes you feel happy when you put it on. Yeah. 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 For sure. And with the lows, are you someone who will rip back if it's not looking yeah. how you want it to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and there's been many projects that I've ripped back and then just given up on and like put the yarn away and mm-hmm. can't can't figure out what to Put do it in the it. naughty corner yeah for sure yeah but do you feel like that gets any easier over time yeah I think for sure like when you especially when you're a project knitter like me and I was a young younger knitter I hated to rip stuff back and I would like just deal with the mistake and just but now I recognize like no you want to have that thing look good and you want it to look right it makes such a difference if you like I'm thinking about a tank top that I made that was like late the whole back was lace and it was with a thick yarn so it wasn't it didn't take forever but I I must have pulled that thing apart like three or four times and I was so grateful that I was so frustrated when I was doing it but I'm glad that I did because the final product is perfect so Mm. do you feel like any of that because I suppose I feel like I've got more tolerant of ripping back Mm-hmm. Uh, the longer I've been knitting that it's just yeah. I've accepted now that that's just part of like all knitters make mistakes that's just how it goes mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll rip stuff back especially maybe mm-hmm. at the beginning of a project trying to get something right and yeah. but I know that if I was I often think like if I was cast on a desert island with one <laughs> ball of yarn and I didn't need it to like I don't know, catch fish to eat or something. Like I would still knit, even if I had so little, I couldn't make a thing. I don't know whether you would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would probably start finding ways to turn palm tree leaves into yarn or something like that. Like, yeah, very resourceful. Well, now I learned how to do basket weaving a couple of months ago. So now I see like I could make baskets out of that. But basket weaving and knitting, there's a lot of similarities. And okay. you know, the fiber and your weaving, it's weaving. Um, but finding fiber and different kinds of plants, um, yeah, I would totally do that. <laughs> I 
would yeah. be weaving and taking the strings out of coconuts and turning it into yarn. Mm, I didn't even <laughs> think about all of these things. <laughs> I think I feel like I'm more tolerant of ripping back and that maybe I've become more process focused in other areas of my life. I don't know what you think, whether there's been any overspill from knitting. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, um, like I said, I'm a project based person anyway, but um, I've got a lot more patience with myself and like a hat that I'm working on that should not take this long is taking me a couple months. It's like, whatever. And mm-hmm. there's no deadline. Yeah. I'll always have something going on. Although my husband, I'm working on a sweater for him and I have put it away and have not picked it up again. And he's like, where's my sweater? <laughs> okay. But I guess at least he's keen for the end product, which is also a good thing. Yeah. It's the, you know, one of those big, like oversized cardigans. the the big Lebowski sweater oh yeah Um, so and I guess that is probably one of the bigger things to knit isn't it like an oversized man's sweater yeah that's a not insignificant project yeah and the yarn is just not super forgiving so I think I just put I put it away mostly because there's a pattern to it and I was like and it was getting warmer and I didn't want this giant thing in my lap so um I just haven't had the time. Like I said, I haven't really had a lot of time and energy to knit when I usually, my kids have to get to school earlier here than they used to in Texas. And normally mm-hmm. I would stay up late at night and I just can't do that because I have to get up so early here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really tired. My, it's, it's messing up with my circadian rhythms and my knitting rhythm with yeah. staying up when everybody else is in bed. So, I have to so do you need that. an easier project for times like that, that, it, that yeah. reading a pattern, if you're tired, it's just too much and you need yeah. something. Yeah. Like you're not where you were. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And I guess getting back into it's probably a challenge in itself of finding where mm-hmm. you were in the pattern. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Casey, I always end with asking what's the biggest gift knitting's given you for the rest of your life? That's, that's a good question. I mean, if I'm stuck on a desert island, I can make clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't be naked. You've made a bikini before. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to pull those coconut strands and make some yarn. Um, no, I just feel like it's always like an opportunity to make something for someone or, you know, have that. I feel I kind of feel sorry for people who don't have a hobby like knitting and they don't have a thing that they can claim to be their own, that they'll just spend all their days watching Netflix or whatever. And I'm like, it just feels like I have this special talent and special magic that I can turn something into something. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So for you, it's about the kind of magic of the the creative process or the crafting process. Yeah. Yeah. That you've got this special skill that you can make something like that I know even in times when I'm not knitting a lot I will always know how to knit and I will always be able to like help somebody learn how to knit and just I can't imagine not creating something all the time Mm. so it sounds like even before you found knitting you were a person who was making things with your hands or doing things like crafting I suppose right like I have my little macrame here (laughs) yes they're amazing yeah so have you yeah. got other hobbies on the go as well as knitting, like that kind of thing still? Or do you think knitting has kind of superseded the others? Yeah, knitting is the thing because I can pick it up and put it down. I can travel with it. Um, 
you know, like I said, I started with cross stitch and I didn't like, I had to get all the strings out and figure out where, what color I was on. And I felt like it just was anything that takes too much setup time, like sewing to me takes up too much setup time. Yeah. I like to have something that I can just stand there, knit a row, get it done, <laughs> get a yeah. little creative energy out and move on. I think that's a really common thing in the conversations I've had, certainly. And when I was talking to um, Betson Corkhill, who talks about therapeutic knitting, about why it's so helpful is that it's very accessible, even if you mm-hmm. don't have like, a, I think a lot of people return to it after having kids. So yeah. having small children and needing to do something for themselves, or I think that's a common story. And you can just do you know, when a baby sleeps, you never quite know how long that's going to be for. You could do one row or you could end up doing, you know, a couple of inches of something yeah. or other. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it for airplane travel. Um, and all those times when you're just sitting and waiting, there's a lot of times when I've been like, oh, I don't have a pair of socks going and I'm sitting here at the doctor's office. What am I yes. doing? <laughs> mm. I once had to wait for some really long waiting times for some appointments for my eye. I was there for three hours and everyone else in the waiting room's phone battery had died hours <laughs> ago. And I'd been doing, I don't love the kind of just stockinette generally. Mm-hmm. Like I quite like, like with a yoked sweater, mm-hmm. I'm interest, super interested in the color work yoke. And then it gets to the inches and inches of just knitting in the round and I get a bit bored really yeah um so for my knitting in the evening watching tv that generally isn't enough to sustain my attention (laughs) but it was great (laughs) for sitting in a waiting room in a hospital because then I felt like I'd achieved three inches of a sleeve whereas everybody else was sitting there by the end just watching my hands move (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and I suppose for me, I think my my feeling of the superpower is slightly different. It's more that I have this hobby I can whip out at any point that makes me feel calmer and gives me a sense of purpose. And that's like the way I feel the superpower rather than the turning something into using sticks and a ball of string or coconut <laughs> right. fibre or whatever you're using <laughs> to make something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's so much better than scrolling on your phone, for sure, mm. in a waiting room. And do you feel like it makes you feel different from sc- scrolling on your phone? Oh, yeah. Like scrolling just makes you more anxious and more like frustrated or, or mm-hmm. feeling like you need to buy something or like all those different feelings you have. And knitting, it's a sense of accomplishment. It's a, sometimes it's frustrating, but it's just, it's a totally different feeling. Mm. And I was interested in something you said earlier about the kind of the idea that it gives your mind a chance to think about other things or almost like mm-hmm. I don't know process things while you're doing yeah. it yeah for sure I mean mm-hmm. it's like meditation um in some ways especially if you're on a like long stockinette thing and you don't really have to think about what you're knitting just to be able to do that you, you can be working on other things in your head mm-hmm. yeah and do you think you're deliberately doing that or do you think that's just a just what happens well, I think that my brain is going all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just happens that knitting is giving me something to work on while I'm, while it's running in the background. <laughs> yeah. And do you think that's why you find knitting is an easier way to access calm than med- like traditional meditation? Cause you yeah. are quite someone with a quite a busy brain. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, you I know, think that's true that for me. Having your hands moving um, gives you that sensory feedback too. Mm. So yeah. yeah. 
Great. Well, Casey, it's been super interesting to talk to you. If anyone wants to find out more about your knitting or follow you on Instagram or the the podcast, how would they find out about those things? Yeah, Uh, my Instagram is Casey.knits. That's where I'm more active, although lately I've been kind of taking a little bit of a break. Um, I have a website, CaseyKnits.com. It's the letter K and the letter C, even though that's not how you spell my name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, And then our podcast is the Very Pink Knits podcast. You can get it on any um, podcast app. We're on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Um, We have extra episodes for Patreon subscribers only. And um, Very Pink Knits is Stacey Perry's, you know, YouTube channel for all the tutorials and knitting lessons you need. And the podcast is a &A, uh, Q&A about knitting related dilemmas. Yes. Thank you and for your amazing. public service. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much, Casey. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Why I Knit podcast. If you'd like to find out more about therapeutic knitting, you can follow me on Instagram at Knitting is Therapeutic or at my website, therapeuticknitting.org. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review on your podcast app. This will help grow the podcast and let more people know about the therapeutic benefits of knitting. And don't forget to subscribe too. Thank you.